with this next artist, I'm incredibly excited, really, really excited to have her along. I'm talking about a Swedish singer-songwriter, originally from a place that's not too far from where I am right now, and it's someone that I first caught wind of in Berlin and saw live there at a gig uh, with my wife and really got into it that way. I just thought I'd give it a go see who was around and was just enchanted by her music and I've been dying to speak to her since. I'm talking about Swedish singer-songwriter Emma Elizabeth. Emma's music matches mature, reflective openness with a tinge of 70s pop and blues and even some grit from some grunge sort of realms or new wave here and there. And she's here to talk about all of that, plus her latest release, the album Some Kind of Paradise, which is out now wherever you find good music. Emma and I caught up over a video call uh, sometime a week or two ago at the time of releasing this. And we talked about a lot of stuff, including gear, upcoming releases, and uh, summer plans too. There's also a bit of gear talk, as Chris couldn't be there at the time. So we've honoured him with a little bit of gear talk too. So, this is what happened when I met the wonderful, the sublime, Emma Elizabeth. Musician, songwriter, producer, based in Berlin. Uh, but I'm from Sweden originally. And I've lived in Berlin now for a little over 10 years, so way too long. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I do I do kind of guitar-driven indie pop rock. It's a bit inspired by 70s, 80s classic pop in a way. And yeah, I uh, just kind of write songs about whatever goes through my mind. That's basically my music. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I first saw you and I first got into your music because I went to a gig of yours in oh, Berlin, cool. actually. Yeah. Um, a while back now at a place called Monarch. Yes. It was. This like upstairs place with yeah. all these windows on the side. Yeah, I and love I, kept, I love that place. I really do. It's wonderful. And I kept saying to my wife then, this was before we had a kid, 
wouldn't it be lovely to get completely fucked up and see the sunrise here, <laughs> actually? And we never got round to it, but, you know, there we go. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's Monash is like, is one of the places I landed in first when I came to Berlin. I lived around the corner there and I used to go there because they had these, this DJ playing like 70s soul. And I used to go there dancing and then they actually do a lot of cool concerts and it's a really nice small venue, right? So it's, mm, it's very, mm. it's a nice spot, I think. No, and it was wonderful. And I've got to be honest, I, I'd seen your name pop up and saw the sort of genre you did, listen to a couple of tunes and thought, I'm going to give it a go and just, you know, see what happens. Um, and I was completely enchanted, actually, instantly. So um, it was wonderful. And then ever since I've been like, we have to talk to her. Like, she, her song <laughs> is so good. Um, and that was with That's Melancholic cool. Milkshake, I think was at the time. Yeah. But now yeah. you've got some kind of paradise out, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came about, how the album came about? What's, uh, what's been the, the, the story to this point? Yeah, some kind of paradise. It's... Uh... So it's 13 songs on the album. So it's a little bit longer than the previous one. And it's basically like I, I'm basically constantly writing songs or it's, it goes a little bit in waves, but I, I write songs and I gather them. And then I was like, okay, now I think I have a lot of songs now and I want to put them together to, to make an album. And then I kind of, um, picked the songs apart and started thinking about the arrangements. And like, I, I like to think of the album as one unit. So I kind of picked the instruments I wanted to be the basis for all the songs. And then I went through them like, like that to kind of glue it all together. And then I ended up writing like a few more songs at the end when I knew exactly what the album was pretty much. So it's, it's a, combination is like a collection of my songs and it's also uh yeah some of them were written specifically for it kind of mm -hmm. well, what would you say is your songwriting process normally then so if you're over a long period of time like that do you just sort of scribble when things come to you or do you have a more sort of methodical process mm, it's a it's also a combination so i i definitely have like a thousand little pieces of paper with some some lyric lines on them or like phone notes where mm -hmm. I write down cryptic messages or lines and then I try to understand them months later <laughs> and make songs out of them. But I also sometimes start from the musical side. So I sit down and start playing uh, something on the guitar or something on the keys and then I start from that way and then in the end the lyrics happen last. So it it kind of depends a little bit on what I want. Like if I want to write something up-tempo, I have to set a pace, like I have to set the rhythm and then write to it because otherwise it doesn't happen. Oh, no, I know yeah. precisely what you mean. Writing sad yeah. stuff I tend to find is easier yes. to do the lyrics first and then yeah. try to mesh it into a song. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. happy stuff, I need a melody. Otherwise I'm, it just feels a bit yeah. odd somehow. Exactly, yeah. I also, I, I enjoy like trying to have some variation in my writing. So sometimes I also collaborate with different people because then it's like when you write a lot, 
but in the end you feel like you're starting to repeat yourself <laughs> and uh, so it can be really cool to sit down together with someone who's a great musician and something comes out that you wouldn't have written on your own so that's also on the album it's also songs I wrote alone in combination with songs I wrote together with colleagues excellent can you can you tell me about the title track a little bit because um it's it does. I, I get what you're saying. There is a sort of shared sound across the album, mm-hmm. but the title track is a little darker than the others. Yeah, it's, it's got this more Twin Peaks. <laughs> we kind of reviewed it the other week, and we said it reminded us of something from Twin Peaks. Actually, this yeah. kind of slightly obscure. I'm not really sure what's going on, and it's very dissonant at the beginning. Like almost yeah. sounds like I was like, is this out of tune, or is this like on purpose? <laughs> yeah. And then once you've heard it once, you get used to it, but. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that yeah. song? Because it is a bit more gritty, kind of, than the yeah, others. Yeah, it is. It is, definitely. So it's actually, it was like the last song I wrote for the album. It was like the, so I had all the songs and I was like, okay, I, I want to make a really cool intro for the album. And first of all, I wasn't even, I didn't have in mind that it was going to be a whole song. So I wanted to to write something that would lead into the whole album. And I started with the guitar that is very dissonant. It has like this strange note in it. And it has like this wobbly kind of tape pad mm, that gives, mm. so it all feels a bit wobbly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm a huge uh, David Lynch fan and Twin Peaks fan. And <laughs> I think, you, yeah, you can hear that somehow in my music as well. It's... The song has this kind of darkness to it. And I think it points that out most of all the songs of the album. It points out this kind of dark sound. And I, I try to keep it sparse and I try to make it a little bit strange because I feel like I enjoy playing with the sound picture of my songs because they are in the bottom. They are like pop, pop songs. They have pop melodies and I enjoy playing with the sound to contrast that a little bit, to make mm. them a little bit strange or special. Colors mm. mm. burn and they bloom They shoot out from beneath the ruins And they turn it into some kind of paradise Some kind of And it works and it like lulls you in really nicely because and I'll just pick out a couple more that, that stuck out to me as, yeah. as sort of memorable ones. Tray Full of Ash, I liked a lot. And it's kind of got this Fleetwood Mac, Heim, Blondie kind of vibe to it. And uh, yeah. I loved that one. Yeah. Um, but once you've started with um, Some Kind of Paradise into that, it is a bit of a shift. Like you've gone from sort of dark to pop, really. Mm-hmm. Um, what What sort of came behind that song and then there's one more I've got after this as well but yeah. I'm just interested to hear in that one in particular yeah yeah so Tray Full of Ash is kind of it has like a bittersweet feel to it yeah it has a sadness but then at the same time I think it's like the up-tempo beat that gives it this kind of pulsating uh, drive so it it's not sad in that sense 
but the lyrics are still melancholic. And yeah, it's, it's kind of like some kind of paradise takes place definitely during the night. Mm. <laughs> That's like in the dark. And Tray Full of Ash feels more like a, like a sunset song somehow, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> Yeah, and I yeah, and the songs I think they both have a very floaty vibe to it, so that's like what ties them together. But yeah, they are definitely different songs. I think that's something that becomes very clear when you listen to your music. There is, um, there might be a sort of positive major key melody, but mm-hmm. a lot of the lyrics are actually kind of, as you say, melancholic. They're they're more a bit like, yeah, you know, about pain or hurt or grief or whatever. Um, and one that stuck out to me there was another one, "Love You Less." I mean, which the whole song is really like, how can I sort of distance myself from you? Mm-hmm. Um, but it has this really cool 80s vibe like mm-hmm. to it, this really sort of plodding night drive kind of 80s vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, what, what's a, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that, that one is like, I think that's the poppiest chorus on the whole album. It's a wonderful chorus, though. It's like this straight face punch pop chorus. And mm. then we kind of... Um, yeah, the idea was for the sound to also to contrast that and to give it this. It was a little bit like inspired by uh, Kate Bush or Sharon Van Etten that have this kind of big, majestic feel to it. And I had bought a synthesizer, this tiny old Korg <laughs> mm. that has really cool pad sounds. And that's like when we wrote the song, I played that pad and that stayed in because it was that kind of set that whole tone Mm, for mm. the song and then we it's basically also just full of distorted sounds in the background far in the back there are these guitars flying around with noise fading in and out and yeah that gives it an eerie eerie feel to it yeah there's a sense of like discomfort and if you listen to it on a decent pair of headphones you can really hear okay, it's not just, you know, bass, drums. No, there's these little sort of inflections of Mm. weirdness here and there. Yeah, and then that one I also did a lot of backing vocals, Mm. like in the the verses, a lot more than in other songs. So they are kind of doing stuff that the lead vocal is not, so they are a bit uh, like an instrument of their own, Mm. (laughs) in a way. Shaking shadows, shaking shadows, like ours is harder. Nobody got 
mentioned you mentioned there Sharon Van Etten, who is without a doubt one of my favourite sort of artists of the moment, yeah. for sure. Um, I adore her really. What what or what or who is inspiring you musically at the moment? So that's someone for sure, but what yeah. what sort of is circling in your mind? Um well it's I listen to a lot of stuff that is um I mean Fleetwood Mac is obviously one of my all time <laughs> all time favorite bands, I think will always be. There's a and question then, about Fleetwood Mac later, and you know, I already yeah. know the answer, so it's good. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but then, I mean, yeah, I, I also enjoy a lot of more more folky stuff, like uh, I don't know, like singer songwriter stuff, like Carol King, uh, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, like that classic classic school of <laughs> singer songwriting, and then. Uh, yeah, I think there is a whole row of like modern artists now that are doing really cool music, like female artists, mm. uh, Lucy Dacus and Sharon Van Etten, we talked about Angel Olsen. Angel Olsen, of course. Yeah, there is like, there is a whole group kind of that are making such cool music. Mm. Wet Leg is also super inspiring. Mm. Mm. They're mm. kind of kicking ass at the moment. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. So it's actually very wide, mm. wide range. And also like soul, soul stuff like uh, Duran Jones and the Indications and Kevin Morby. Oh, wow. And yeah, but kind of in that, in the guitar driven. Uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's what I really enjoy listening to, like music that's not too, too polished in the production, but where it's kind of, alive <laughs> i enjoy hearing hearing the human element of someone playing an instrument i really i really value that <laughs> yeah we've we've talked about that a few times on here chris yeah. and i chris could yeah. be here today that's why it's just me but we've talked yeah. about it a few times before how we i love hearing people's fingers scrape the guitar strings i love hearing yeah, them ac exactly. accidentally hit the body of the guitar or take yes. a breath or stutter a little bit like i love it it because it, it reminds yeah. you there's a human there and it's not all computerized. exactly yeah exactly um, and unfortunately nerdy chris isn't here because he would be the far bigger nerd about this sort of stuff but <laughs> run us through what's your sort of go-to right now then so let's talk guitars first what are your sort of go-to bits of kit yeah so actually i'm kind of um i'm stuck on this one guitar that i I bought the first guitar I ever bought. I still have it. Yeah, same. <laughs> and I, I do still as well. love it. Yeah. yeah. It's this it's a Telecaster. Thin lines, so it doesn't weigh a lot. It has a really so it plays really softly. And it just and I bought a a Vox amp and I think that combination is just it sounds really nice. So that's I I play a Vox and then I have my pedal board. Yeah, what's have, what's on the pedals? Come on, list us some of the big hitters. Yes. So one pedal I really love is from JHS. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had a collaboration with uh, Ryan Adams a few years I ago. I know the pedal, the VCR. Yeah, yeah the VCR. <laughs> and that is, that's like all over the album, basically. It's because it has the booster, it has the chorus and reverb. 
And it just sounds very like this uh, Django kind of 80s. It, it's instant 80s pedal. It sounds, like the, it sounds like something the Smiths would use. Like it's this really yeah. jangly kind exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I really love it. It's, that's a good one. I've been wanting then, to get one for a very, very long time. And I've never found yeah. anyone who actually has one. So yeah. um, maybe I should. <laughs> JHS actually have reissued it now. As a, as a different name because of Ryan Adams being a complete fucking weirdo. I know. Yeah, it's like I had to tape over the name. <laughs> <laughs> I did for tape on it. I think for but a yeah. time, I don't know if they do now, but for a time you could ship it to them for free and they would scrape yeah. their name off. Really? Oh, back. wow. So, so wow. there we go. But anyway, uh, what, else yeah. is, what else is filling the pedal space? Yeah, and then I have a memory man. That's pretty mm. fun. I mean, that's, it's like, I don't think I ever fully understood it. I just twist all the knobs and turn and try out the modulation delay. And it's, it's kind of spacey, mm. Mm. but it's, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, for some stuff, I use the space echo. It's not always on my pedal board, but it's kind of a studio fun tool. Mm. to play with we did a lot of the noise stuff with that because it has these crazy movements you know the longer you press the pedal the crazier it goes nice but that's good for sort of transitions and ambient stuff yes yeah exactly yeah and then i yeah it's it's not that complicated actually in my pedal board but i i do have like um uh phaser that i use for some songs and yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. It's so not no, all that no, no crazy, no crazy fuzz pedals or anything. Oh yeah, you... I do have a do fuzz. You? The little big muff. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the little big muff. The big muff uh, pie. Yeah. It's called. It's dead. A wonderful yeah. pedal. But, yeah, um, that's cool. But it's very. It's not subtle. <laughs> like no. It's, oh my god, no. <laughs> yeah. It, it has very specific uses. For yeah, sure. exactly. It's like when you use it, it's really there, but. It's really cool. Like I used it for, there is one song on the record where there is a guitar solo. And mm. when you do that live, it's like, then it's perfect. <laughs> mm. Mm. Because then it, you obviously, it will stick out. So it's good. I, yeah. I mean, I tend to use it if I'm trying to do a sort of Neil Youngy type solo. Mm-hmm. Where it's just really in your face and not pretty yeah. at all. It sounds exactly. like, where it almost sounds like the amp is broken. Then I yes. go for it. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's also on there, of course. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. What um, what are you working on right now, though? So you've got the album out now. Yeah. And a lot of inspirations filling your mind. What are you working on next? What sort of projects are on your mind right now? Yeah. So right now, uh, I'm actually going to release a live version of the album. Like not not the full album, but. Um, like a 30 minute set that we recorded. It was recorded like the evening before the release with a full band in a studio. And so that's going to come out as a live album in the, like in the end of the summer. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So we also filmed the session and so that's going to come out like one song after the other kind of. (laughs) And yeah. But that's that's already recorded. So now I'm kind of in the writing and producing process of 
the next <laughs> the next mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. yeah and and summer holiday mode too but yes summer holiday exactly to kind of gather the energy to go full-time nerdy into the whole studio and like sound like creating the whole sound basically yeah you need a lot of you need like a clear brain <laughs> yeah, for sure totally yeah. yeah in terms of um getting out there and playing live though what what's sort of on your radar there yeah it's uh, in the fall i'm gonna go on a support tour do you know uh, the german artist kate She's doing like indie rock. I do not, but I'm sure Chris would if he was here. And so I'm going to play a whole bunch of shows with her. And yeah, and then a few shows here and there. And yeah, I mean, finally, the live business is kind of starting up again. It's Mm. been it's been a long time where there were no concerts at Mm. all for my for my end. And then we had this live session that was recorded. So that was like a super exciting moment because we hadn't played together for basically two years. <laughs> Are you really sort of itching to get back out and play? Like yeah, that, yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Where should people track you to find out more about where you're playing, what you're releasing and what you're up to? Yeah, I mean, you find me on all the social media channels. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Spotify and I think it's all very connected so you can go on Spotify and you'll see the concerts coming up or you can go on Instagram and click on the link in the biography then you also get to this list of kind of you know if you want to see tour concerts or you want to buy the vinyl or you want to do this or that buy a t-shirt mm-hmm. or yeah you have some so, really really wonderful Instagram shots as well like that's yeah. so crisp and like clear and I'm like wow like these are this is fantastic it's almost artsy like I love yeah, it yeah that's good yeah. <laughs> very cool yeah I tried to like the whole social media is that's also very interesting I find like I'm a little bit I enjoy being antisocial and just making music but now it's kind of you have this whole job as an artist to be very social on social media so it's i I try my best (laughs) totally um yeah but now we're going to jump into quick fire questions before we go okay so i'm going to try and do these in a minute or less there are Uh a few so really be instant with your answers okay (laughs) and they're not going to be used against you in court one day (laughs) the first question is completely ruined because I think I already know the answer. Queen or Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, Fleetwood Mac. There we go. Yeah, Straight yeah. away. Thought that would happen. Uh, Metallica or Iron Maiden? Iron Maiden. Oh, fantastic yeah. choice. Uh, Stevie Wonder or Lionel Richie? Uh, Stevie Wonder. Stratocaster or Telecaster? Telly. Uh, 70s or 80s? Uh, 70s. Nice. Good choice. This is a bit more of a hard one because they blend yeah. into each other. Rock or pop? Oh, they're rock. Nice. I think, yeah. Best band ever, in your opinion? Wow. Well. Uh, Top of mind. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac again. Yeah. I would say Queen. Queen are my favourite. <laughs> there we go. Uh, um, song that's been stuck in your head most recently that you've had on repeat. Oh my god, it's it's embarrassing Go a little on. bit. 
so I watched, um, it's called Right Down the Line by Jerry Rafford. It's this super smooth, super smooth song mm. from like late 70s or early 80s. I mean, yeah. I only know the Jerry Rafferty stuff that everyone knows, you know, Baker Street yeah. and then when he was in Steeler's Wheel and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know that one, but I'll check it out. <laughs> yes. A couple more and then we're done. Uh, I was looking at meme songs earlier. Uh, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley or Africa by Toto. Oh, Africa then, yeah. Good choice. That, that's a fantastic <laughs> choice. And your favourite television, I put Netflix, but favourite television show right now? Right now, uh, Euphoria, I would say. Oh, what is this? I don't know what this is. Euphoria is, a, well, it's an HBO series. Hmm? And it's uh, it's pretty, dealing with like really heavy subjects. And it's about a group of teenagers that are all kind of high on drugs and living crazy lives. <laughs> wow. So it's, a, it's actually, and it's like done so artis- artistically exquisite. Like it's, it's beautifully made, it, the camera work and the lights. And it's, it's like a little bit surreal the way it's done. It's really cool. Thank you very much. You, you got through all of the quickfire questions. Oh, wow. That was Really good. easily. <laughs> well done. Um, thank you so much. For Thank chatting. You. I've been really looking forward to this. And as I say, and I mean it very genuinely, absolutely captured me. And now, Chris, now we've listened to more of your stuff as well with your sound. So, really cool. fantastic stuff. And um, so glad you could chat for a little bit. So, thank, thank you. Thank you much. for having me. <laughs> Thanks.